wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and I have with me my co-host, Fuad. Hi, Fuad. Hi, Jo. And today we're excited to welcome Melissa Firmage on the show. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Jo. How are you going? Good. Hey, Melissa. How are you doing? Hi, Fuad. So Melissa recently won my Quirky Cooking blog birthday giveaway, seven years old, woohoo. And um, her prize was a recipe developed just for her and for her family. And um, we were going to do a Skype call to work it all out. And I said, hey, why don't we just record this and make it a podcast? Because I think one thing, I get a lot of questions from people saying, how do you work out recipes? How do you um, tweak recipes to make them suitable for your family? Because a lot of people are very... Uh, find it very difficult to do anything but follow a recipe exactly. So, excuse my dog if he's making noises, he's rolling on the bed. Get off. <laughs> um, so we, we might um, sort of, you know, give some people some help by talking through it, I thought. So, you know, and we can also talk about your family's story um, and find out a little bit about you guys and what you like and where you're coming from with food. So um, feel free to... Tell us what you want to tell us, but we'll have some questions, won't we, Fuad? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to, you know, get, uh, you know, started by knowing how Melissa got into to quick cooking and why she is a follower to start off with. <laughs> yeah, that might be a good <laughs> one. There you go. There's your first question. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a bit of a long journey. Um, I have twin boys who are now 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my boys was very... Didn't like loud noises, loud places. When you went somewhere like playgroup, um, I'd have the double pram and uh, one boy would be trying to get the clips off so he could get in and play and my other one would be screaming, no, 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 no. And Wanting to get out. go in and we'd get out of his pram. And I noticed that um, he reacted to things like red cordial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we personally didn't give them stuff but when we went out and mm. you know my grandparents and that are like mm-hmm. <laughs> they give them things <laughs> that you wouldn't normally and you uh I we were out somewhere and my friend gave bought them it's lemonade with red cordial I, I don't know what it's yeah. called but um he drank it and was off his nut he was oh. bouncing off walls we we left because I couldn't contain him yeah. and he was about three mm-hmm. at that stage and that's when I started on the road of trying to work out. He, he's reacting to things. How do I work this out? And um, I had uh, a few misses. <laughs> went <laughs> went the medical route first to GPs and stuff, and and got referred to specialists who just weren't very helpful. Mm. And I was pulling my hair out, and um, we we're having troubles with him at school and things like that. So I um, was speaking to a friend of mine who is related to Sue Dengate from ah, um, yep. Failsafe. Mm-hmm. And she said, why don't you just get the book? And I'd never heard of it. So I went to the library and got out the book and was reading it and was going, oh, my God, this this sounds like my other boy, ah. <laughs> that oppos- oppositional defiance thing. And, oh, this sounds like Harrison. And 
Uh, it's both so of we, them just coming out in different ways. Yes. Yeah, so we mm. um, we did the fail safe. So I found a dietitian here in Canberra who um, had had studied at um, RPA mm-hmm. with the allergy diet and eczema and asthma, I think it's called diet. And um, we just got started on that. And we did the three weeks of just that food and detoxing and. Um, my other boy had terrible constipation and he was on lots of medications for it. And mm. on the third week of, of um, the elimination part of it, he emptied his bowels completely. And wow. then by the end of, I think the end of that month, we I'd taken him back to the pediatrician and he said his bowels, are, they're not even dilated. Like, how? what have you done? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So I was like, well, this is working. And, and the teacher the, at school what the said, what have you done about, with Harrison? He's like a different boy. What did the doctor think about you? Changing I, I told her about it and he sort of went, oh, that's interesting, I'll have to read it. But we never went went back. He okay. referred me to the GP yep. and said if it comes back, come back to me. But I never went back to him so I don't know mm. whether he took it further or not. I highly doubt it. <laughs> such a but, pity. Um, yeah, so then we did that and we were trying to do the reintroduction and we were doing that for years. And in the meantime, Harrison was diagnosed with high-functioning autism. Okay. And, and how old would he have been there? He was Five. Okay. Yeah. He was. It so, was the end of. So, what were the, the symptoms of the high functioning autism? If you don't mind. Um, he was m- what they call melting down meltdowns. Mm. So it's like a somebody throwing a tantrum, except it's not. It's uh, I can't cope with what's going on. Mm. So he found school very difficult. He didn't like loud places. We had to go to places early and be there first, so that the noise slowly. Mm. Oh. That would have been hard because if you went in there and it was noisy, that and was And how was his development, like language centres and that kind of stuff? Uh, he he actually has fantastic language skills. Okay. Um, and his sister's in the process. She's five and she's in the process of being diagnosed now too. And um, mm-hmm. she also has fantastic language skills. Okay. Uh, their vocabulary is, very, is good. Um, he's highly intelligent. Uh, we mm-hmm. had to do a test to get him into um, for him for being Torrens and um, and it came, he came up in the top percentiles for his intelligence wow. level, yeah. but it wasn't coming across because he he couldn't cope at school with the kids and the yeah. noise and he was constantly melting down and he wanted to go he wanted to be there but he couldn't cope being there so he mm. would um, you know, going he he liked water and that helped calm him still does so he would take himself off to the bathroom and just splash around in the water and listen to it running, but he was getting into trouble for that and oh. he completely melted down when they'd try and pull him out. Oh, dear. And I ended up mm. quitting. I was just working part-time, but I ended up quitting just to stay at the preschool just to help support him. Mm, wow. Right. So, yeah, and that was sort and of... how is he one-on-one as a person? Is he is he okay? He, like his symptoms are fine? Uh, well, he's he's he, we call him our quirky kid. Okay, <laughs> he's quirky. Yeah. He doesn't give eye contact, and, and okay. which is fine. But we're teaching him that you just need to look around the person's face. You don't have to look them in the eye. You don't, you know. No. But you just have to sort of look in their, their the general direction of their face so that they know that you're listening to them. Mm. Because yeah. you have to teach it. You had to teach him everything. He's pretty good now, but everything that's innate for us, mm. they have to learn. So that was so a lot of work for you, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm an over-talker and an over-explainer and I've had to be because he <laughs> also has, that has that well. with, with words that he um, he can 
hear what you're saying and he can repeat it back verbatim, mm-hmm. but he doesn't understand what you've said. Yeah. Right. So I've had to learn how to explain things three different ways, the yep. same thing three different ways till he understands it. Mm. Um, and I and you have to learn to say what did I you tell me what I just said in your words. Yeah. And he'll often go, I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which can pull him up at school and things too. Yeah, I've got um, a son that's he, a bit like that. He's never been diagnosed with autism, but he's always been you have to hold when he was little I had to hold his face and explain things in very slow small words and then get him to say it back and if you didn't he just there's no way he could remember what you said yeah yeah Yeah, it's um a lot of um autism trait or traits that are well known in autism a lot of people have it's Mm. what's called a spectrum disorder that's right so you can have bits and and pieces of Mm -hmm. it but not enough to be diagnosed as autistic yeah so, and there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> oh, and I think it's getting more and more. Mm, and, I think um, it is, yeah. You know, there's I different think... there's different views as to why. Uh, I think it definitely has something to do with um, food and the way that we eat and our society and our surroundings and all sorts of things that have changed our development. Mm, I, I think so too. I think we've probably over-processed things so mm, quickly. Me too. And that the body's not coping with the change. And yeah. I, I went to an interesting thing. They were, um, they were talking about the switch because I've always been like, well, I've got twin boys. Why does one have autism yeah. and one doesn't? Because it's the same environment for both yeah. of them. Um, but you have to have the gene with the switch. Oh. So, are, they, are they identical twins? No, no. Okay. They're fraternal, which is okay. why. Mm-hmm. Which so, is why I have one with and one without. But um, And I went to this interesting talk uh where they were saying they had these frogs that were in their environment, they were really fat and didn't live very long, mm-hmm. and they took them out of, of the environment and their offspring came out looking like a normal frog Yeah. for their species. And then when they put them back in that environment, their offspring ended up being these fat things. So it's just the environment can flick yeah. a switch and whether it's the food or mm-hmm. – what I don't know. Yeah. We've messed around with our environment so much that we can't even point the finger anymore. Yeah, that's right. So that's many so things. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so that sorry, no, so you that keep was going. how I sort of got onto it, and then um, my father gave me the money to buy a Thermomix, Woo-hoo. and <laughs> I started googling because by that stage we were gluten, dairy, corn, and soy free. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because we couldn't get off the basic low. Um, allergy on the mm-hmm. fast safe diet so once we were gluten dairy corn and soy free for a year or two I think it was um, we started reintroducing the vegetables and things and he can c- tolerate them now oh that's great, great. so um, yeah so a quirky cooking came up in my googling <laughs> so, so Melissa, when you say he can tolerate the vegetables what what were the symptoms of vegetable intolerance uh, well when so you do this reintroduction after you do the um the three week of the detox or four weeks, whatever you choose to do. And um, we started off with salicylates, which is a natural, um, I'm not sure if it's, I can't quite remember. I think it's like a natural pesticide that's in Mm -hmm. fruit and vegetables. It's naturally occurring. And um, he ate the bowl of salad, hoedy to it. And um, by the time he'd finished the bowl, he 
we'd lost eye, any form of eye contact. He was mm. slurring his voice wow. and he became nonsensical. He just was speaking nonsense. We, wow. we just, it was, that and quick. It was, it was instantaneous and wow. we've realised now when he re- reacts to something, it's pretty instantaneous, mm. but it takes three or four days. To get over. Sometimes a bit longer <laughs> for him to get back on his feet again. I've heard that um, before, yeah. that's It's frustrating when, I guess it must be really frustrating for you if someone gives him something that he's not, good with yeah <laughs> it's like no <laughs> no yeah. does that does that happen very often uh not so much now that he's older when he was younger and I was trying to get onto the fail safe thing we had te- the teachers would give them lollies as a mm. reward oh. and I'd be like no lollies but um I ended up finding things or, or like pencils or rubbers and saying, can you just give him these as a reward and not food? That's good, yeah. Because he can't, he can't have the food. And I think that's becoming more and more of an issue. I, mm. hear, I hear that all the time in my chat groups that um, people are fighting that at school all the time. One lady actually had a really good story the other day. She, because um, it was the first day of school a couple of days ago and she was freaking out about telling the teacher about the crazy diet her child was on and, so she went to school and started to talk to the teacher and she said, I just need you to know that you can't give my son food at school. He's on a really specific diet and it's very restrictive. And she's like, that's okay. We're used to that because my daughter's the same. She said, oh, that's great. She said, what's the diet? And she said, oh, you probably wouldn't have heard of it. It's the GAPS diet. And she said, oh, that's what my daughter was on for two years. She said, he'll be fine. I'll look after him. So that, <laughs> well, teacher, so many out there. <laughs> that teacher was put there for a reason. Yeah. So she was so happy wow. because it can be quite frightening leaving your child you know, with someone else when you know that they're going to react badly if they have anything they can't have. Joe, you can do a plug for that school. I think everyone who's listening is going to send yeah. their kids to that class now. <laughs> Brisbane. It was in Brisbane. <laughs> All right. There you go. But um, so have you worked with him so that he knows what he can have and can't have? Yes. he's. Um, we had a thing where uh, we he got some gluten and he was, he was off his – I would say he's off his head because he, um, he was obviously reacting and I couldn't mm. work out why because we hadn't given any anything and then I realised that um, he'd, he'd managed to get some gluten mm. in a product that I thought was gluten-free and it wasn't. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's it. We have to go back to scratch, take out, you know, everything because oh. I was letting him have a bit of dairy and we cut back on the vegetables as well and and he was and fruit and he was quite upset about that. So he's mm. very specific now about not ever having any gluten yeah um, because he knows but he will try and sneak in um he loves those coffee milks yeah (laughs) flavored milks and and he loves juices and things and I'm like you just can't have them yeah (laughs) you know but he does sneak them in so I I have said to the teachers and and when he's gone away on camp or things that you know look if he has them I'm just letting you know now that's three to four days of hell for you yes so, and that's what they've got to realize, yeah. isn't it? Do so, they give you know, the kids coffee he, milk at school? Uh, is it chocolate milk a, or they're coffee? They're on a camp, and I, I don't know where they'd stopped, but he got one. He he managed to get one, and the only reason I know these things is because his twin brother tells me. Uh, <laughs> I actually, it's, fun, it's funny you should mention that one, yeah, because like I um, I was in a rush this morning, and I went past Woolworths to get uh, some cash out. My parents had sent me some olive oil from Lebanon. I needed to pay for the package. And I went through the Woolworths and I was like, I need my coffee. And I looked at the iced coffee that they had there. <laughs> and in one of those, they, there was like 55 grams of sugar. 
inside yeah. just one of those their coffees and I just I couldn't believe it I mean is that's it, like two hey, days worth of carbohydrates is that like me. is it four four grams per teaspoon is that what it is? I, I, I don't know. It was uh, yeah, it, it was around 11 grams uh, for 100 mil or something like that. Right. Between 9 to uh, 11, I can't really remember. Crazy. But yeah, it's just unbelievable amounts. Yeah. Just just the sugar alone. And, well, that you know, would forget, send, send the yeah. kids off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he gets very high on sugar. Um, <laughs> so we, yeah. we, try to avoid, we try and limit it. He's a yeah. bit of a carb fiend, as is his sister. Yeah. So we're trying to cut back on sugars and carbs too so so is that so if you want to just give us a bit of an overview of what you found helps so cutting back on sugar and carbs avoiding cutting back the, on sugar and carbs mm-hmm. and um, no gluten yeah um i do try and limit the amount of dairy mm-hmm. um do you find that he has. if it's fermented it's not as bad like yogurt or he, yeah he the typical the kids say they like the fruit yogurts which are high in uh, sugar yeah so i do tend not to buy it. I'll occasionally let it in the house and mm-hmm. it disappears yeah. in five seconds flat. So yeah. um, whereas they don't tend to like just the plain natural yogurt, unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah, so and we, I just try and, and I avoid soy and um, I try and avoid as much as possible corn or maize. We don't have it in the house. Yeah. If we're out somewhere and we're getting a gluten-free meal, I just go, all right. Yeah. Are there other support groups for, like, or at least peer groups with uh, parents who have children with the same problems or anything like that in your area? Do, do they exist, these kinds of things? Uh, we have um, some autism support groups via Facebook, okay. which parents can go on. But we don't really talk to ten, tend to talk about the food thing because um, what works for me might work for somebody else so yeah, it's right. more, it can be a touchy subject too can it about on there. <laughs> <laughs> i always go onto the quirky cooking facebook site <laughs> and ask my questions oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's good you're always welcome <laughs> okay so um with regards to cooking diet all of that kind of thing is there anything that you can particularly think of that you would want some advice or help in from a chef and a foodie <laughs> Oh God, I'm not. I'm not the best cook in the world. So, so do you I like to keep it simple? To, I follow recipes okay, because yeah. I find it very difficult to. Well, um, it's good you want a recipe then. It is <laughs> to wing it. <laughs> I guess. Um, I think my boys would probably like me to. Um, they like well you know like they say with the text message and stuff which would involve me trying to make tortillas and things like that and Mm -hmm. i'm really bad at that (laughs) they are really really bad i mean they can be easy but when you go gluten-free then they're not easy anymore and especially if you're also corn-free because um the other option is usually corn tortillas corn, yeah which we try to avoid too there Um, is wraps that you can make that are um, I, I make some that are buckwheat, well, I used to, um, buckwheat and almond. Can he have nuts? Can your kids yeah, have nuts? Um, they couldn't have nuts at the primary school. They can, they, and yes, he can have nuts. You could easily uh, change that for pepitas anyway. You know, um, oh, I quite often, I quite often swap out, um, almond meal for pepita, pepita meal. 
Um, I haven't actually tried that. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, I just it, go, oh, it's nuts, I can't do it, and then I forget and I've got a whole. Oh, no, I do it all the time. And it, it, it will make it a bit greenish, grayish, depending on what you're making. Sunflower seeds work as well, but if as soon as you mix them with bicarb soda, you get green the next day and you go, ah, oh, my food's moldy. <laughs> it doesn't look so good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I generally, if it's a nut-free type of um, school, then I would change over to, like, Instead of nut butter, use sunflower seed butter um, in crepes and things. Instead of the almonds, use the pepitas. Okay. So um, there is a recipe on my blog for buckwheat and almond crepes. I think I've made them. Okay. And did he eat them or were they they too pancakey? Oh, yeah, they get inhaled. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They do, they inhale it. The the good thing about those ones is you don't have to roll them out. It's a batter. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, It's like a pancake, is it? Yeah, and I – I always used my sandwich maker to make them, so I just put like a, you know, um, ten centimeter circle of it. Close the sandwich maker, and it squishes really thin. Oh yeah, just ten. No, I think I did that. Fifteen too. seconds, <laughs> and you open it, and they're it's done. Be, I think it's pure laziness on my part. Oh, I don't think it's laziness. You've got <laughs> kids, <laughs> busyness. <laughs> But, it's just um, I find it so time-consuming well, and I want things to be done quickly. It is, and that's why I tend to go for things that don't inc- don't involve baking these mm. days. So um, wraps are cosletta sleeves for us. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> so we'll do um, things like mini meatballs um, or chicken strips or whatever with avocado and veggies and whatever you like in your wraps, mayonnaise or whatever. Um, wrapped up in either a cos lettuce leaf or um, sometimes I'll do an omelette with two eggs, just really thin, and then use that as the wrap. Okay. And uh, if you were uh, you were telling us before that your son has a lot of sugar, he likes carbs and things like that. He, he uh, does. Joe has a really good recipe for uh, mayonnaise. And I think the more fat you add to their diet, the less carbs they would want to eat. So yeah. what happens is, like, they would want to maintain a certain caloric intake. Mm. The body knows how much they want. So the more fat you add to the diet, the, the less carbs. They'll balance it out. So you'll mm. be able to sort of give him less carbohydrates, which really the carbs affect the mood way more than fat does. Yeah. So, yes. um, you know, it's a, it's a good idea to just um, try to up that, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so my five-year-old's the next challenge because she, um, she's got a bit of a food obsession and she likes the the high carb and high sugar and um, mm-hmm. it's it's just one constant demand for something to eat after the next. And then when you say no, you've had enough. It's the meltdown. So yeah. trying to our next thing is to work with find them. better better foods to give that don't involve her having honey and bread wraps and mm. things like that. I think it, um, what I find especially with kids, you've got to slowly replace things and the more good things you put in, the more bad things get – I don't know if I should say the word bad, but you know what I mean. The more yeah. foods that they shouldn't be having get crowded out. And I find as you raise the fat levels to good fats and as you start getting in um, the really high nutrient – the really nutrient-dense foods, they, they don't crave – like Fuad was saying, they don't crave as much – of the carbs and baking. When we first started GAPS, for instance, um, our kids cried about not having bread 
And, you know, they were so sad about that and they just couldn't believe when I finally broke the news to them that we were going to do this for two years, they nearly, they nearly died. They went to their rooms and laid on their beds and stuff, you know, and (laughs) no bread for two years. Um, But as we've gone along and, and the way that we eat has changed slowly and they're having a lot more, they're filling up on fats and vegetables and meats and things. They don't really they don't really notice the lack of bread and I hardly make even grain-free breads now. Um, and I think it's just something that happens slowly as you change the diet, their taste buds change, their desires change for what they mm. need. Yeah. Um, sure, I make a lot of um, sorbets and things mm-hmm. for when their friends come over and uh, their friends go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> my boy's like, oh, this is beautiful. What's yeah, wrong exactly. with you? And they're like, why don't they like it? And I said, I think they're just used to a higher sugar yes. and their whole um, corn syrup and stuff <laughs> yes. that they put in them. Yes. So. Yeah, we had a friend come over once for buckwheat pancakes, and I was so excited. It was the second time we'd been <laughs> doing them. And I hadn't had pancakes for years, you know, and I was finally at the stage where I can have a bit of, a bit of buckwheat. And um, I was loving them. They're like, they were half tapioca, half buckwheat, which doesn't give you that huge amount of, you know, buckwheat flavor. Yeah. And they were beautiful and fluffy. And I was just like, oh, my God, they're like the real thing. And then she came <laughs> over and she almost vomited. She's like, oh, this is disgusting. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, they're just, the, you know, you forget after years of just uh, taking away that kind of super yeah. flavored food, how, you know. How much you've, yeah. how much you've changed in the way that yeah. you eat. The Gee. other day I made um, pancakes out of banana and egg. Have you ever done that? I have. Yeah. So yeah, those, my kids don't. Oh, they don't. My kids no. they're amazing. I was so happy when I found it. They're like, "Oh, we don't really like it. It's too bananary." Oh, <laughs> have you tried the pumpkin pancakes? No, I haven't. Because mine absolutely died and went to heaven with those. It's so funny. They even didn't think that they needed anything on them, but they're they're a bit hardcore now. Um, but it's just steamed pumpkin and egg. That's it. And yeah. I okay. sometimes put in a bit of cinnamon. Um, and then, if you want to, you could have a you know, a little bit of honey or maple syrup or... Do I reckon in a couple of years your kids are just going to be eating like a raw egg? That's it. Like they don't want any more. Isaac won't be, I can tell you. The the idea of raw egg scares him to death. That's one of his phobias. (laughs) (laughs) You never know, he might. Um, But, yeah, it's it's funny how, how they can change because it, yeah, I wouldn't have imagined it a couple of years ago. So there is hope. Yes. 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 I think my problem was I was really, really strict and everything was going fine and uh, I slackened off a bit. I was pregnant with the third and let things in and now Mm. once they're in, it's really hard to get them back out again. That's right, yeah. You've got to have a really good reason Mm. and then um, be determined to stick to it, don't you? Yes. And get everything out of the house that and you don't be want ready to for eat. the kids to hate you for a bit as well. Yes, and that yeah, that's the thing, isn't that's it? That's true. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's what everyone says. The first couple of weeks, it's going to be horrible, but then they soon get used to it again. Yeah, it's just yes. It's just, I just have to brace myself. You have for to choose it. your battles, don't you? Well, you do. Yeah, you do. And well, Melissa, we're gearing up for like a, like a, a gaps, not a strict one here, but a bit of a gaps journey for ourselves with uh, little Sophie, and uh, so we're we're feeling the trepidation. We're feeling <laughs> uh, like you know, it's it's funny because it feels sort of like makes you nervous. You're like, oh, really? Like. I have to do this now. And you do feel nervous about trying to introduce this kind of thing for the whole family. And uh, you, mm. you know it's a big journey ahead. 
because once you've committed to it, you know, you, you don't want to, yeah, if you don't stick to it, then the hard work was for nothing. Yes. And um, it teaches them that, you know, you you are flexible where you shouldn't be flexible. And um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's a big undertaking. So good luck with uh, yeah. the reintroduction. Yeah. Yes, thanks. I'm studying myself. I'm going to get through that first few weeks of school and then yeah. going through the pantry and chucking it all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Starting it, again. <laughs> some, you know, some people do the whole cold turkey thing and chuck everything out. Some do the wean it down. <laughs> yes, I think the cold turkey worked well with the boys, but well, it did uh, with Miss Five, but... I think we're going to have to do yeah. an, ex- an exchange program mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Actually, yep. cold turkey, that's really good. That's a, You should cheat them some cold. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. What? <laughs> it's like a, a good recipe for cold okay. turkey. Okay, cold yeah. turkey. <laughs> yeah, you could always try that. Yeah. <laughs> that should be gaps friendly, Joe. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should be. there you go. Uh, okay, so we need to figure out a recipe for you or, or some few ideas. So now we've got, they like Tex Mex. Yes, Harrison's been on at me all day today saying, now make sure I want the Tex-Mex chicken wings, but I want them to have a crunchy crumb. Okay. And I'm going, so you want buffalo wings, you don't want want the Texas chicken wings. Is that what you're saying to me? He goes, I want them both combined. Okay, that sounds fun. (laughs) Well, I do. I'm not sure. I mean, I've made buffalo wings before. Yeah. For them. But we went to this Mexican restaurant and they had these things called Texas ticklers and I yep. I could taste the Tabasco type sauce yep. on them. Mm-hmm. And they were quite spicy, but they didn't have a crumb or anything on them. They were Okay, that was like a um marinade barbecue yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But he wants the crunch as well. He wants the crunch as well. Well, I often do um my fried chicken with almond meal or coconut flour. And yep. um that works really well, but what I find works best is if you bake them because when, I, when you fry them, like you can cover them in the, in the fat and everything and then the um, – so I do melted ghee. Um, if okay. you Have you tried ghee? Can you have ghee? I have. I've got ghee here, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's okay with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I find that rolling them in the ghee and then in the so, – so you would use like a spicy – either almond meal or coconut flour or even a mixture of both and then bake that I drizzle more ghee over the top because I like them really crispy and then bake them and that way you don't get all the burning in the frying pan from the almond meal coming off yes <laughs> um, yeah, I hate I, that about so it. do I and and it spatters everywhere and it makes such a mess and you've got to stand there mucking around with it at least when you put it in the oven you just walk away and leave it yeah so we can definitely play with the recipe for that Melissa, do you have potato starch in your diet? Can you eat that? or? Um, yeah, we can, yep. I find that really works very, very well with uh, fried chicken. Mm. You can just um, you can put the chicken in a bit of egg or even without, you can just put it in the potato starch. And um, you can heat up a little bit of butter or oil, whatever you want, and then you can add a little bit, say, garlic and coriander if you want, you know, chopped up. And then you add the chicken in there and you fry it until it goes crispy like, and the potato starch will get super crunchy mm. and then you can just uh, put some lemon juice and um, if, if you like like the chili that you had before you can put some Tabasco or Sriracha on top and kind of 
cover that whole thing. And uh, what will happen is the potato starch will go a little bit soft from the outside, but stay crunchy on the inside. So nice. it'll have like a you know a two texture thing, and then the chicken. Cool. Yeah, it's really really something else. Um, yeah, great dish. That sounds amazing. Oh, I can see the stores. I'm going to have to go buy myself a whole heap of chicken wings and experiment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that that's right. Well, really we're going to experiment for Well, I am. I'm going to experiment for you. Yeah. Oh, are you, Joe? Okay, is that what's happening? Yeah, I've got to make the recipe up. Okay, there you go. Potato starch. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be picking your brains for what. Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, fried two brains. types of the potato. Fried there's brains. Potato starch and there's a potato something else, isn't there? There's potato flour and potato starch. And quite often, potato flour, you look at the ingredients and it says potato starch. So yeah. it can get very confusing. It does. <laughs> it's, that's it's, why it's, I think I stopped using it. It was yeah. just like, I don't know, what's going on here? Flick I think it's the same. Time. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Well, they say um, that um, the flour, in America they have flour and starch and they're two different things. But in Australia, usually it's just the starch. I don't know that I've seen the actual flour here. The flour is wetter, whereas okay. the starch is very uh-huh. dry. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we need to think of something else besides the chicken wings to go with it. So um, what would you usually have with them? Uh, it's such a rare event. I mean, I make nachos okay, yep. for them, which they have, and I sneak in carrot and zucchini. And, and what do you do? I can find. What do you do for the corn chips? Do you just have them now and then? or? Uh, just have them now and then. Um, but it would be good to or, find a different. It would be good. I I used to get the gluten free wraps and spray them with a little bit of oil mm-hmm. and put some herbs on it and cook them up in the oven. Yep. But again, it's just more carbs, really, isn't it? Yeah. And, it's... and my my little one, she'll um just keep trying. She won't want to eat the meat. She just wants to eat the um yep. the Great. corn chips with the sour cream and the avocado. Yep. So it's trying to get her to eat the actual meat yeah. that's got the vegetables in it. Okay. So um, um, that's that's something to work on as well. Um, you can definitely serve like some raw vegetables next to the sour cream and avocado because yes. the, flour is, the flavor is so strong, mm. say like a guacamole or something. Yeah. Then like a cauliflower, would, would, you can hardly taste it, I think. Would they yeah. eat that? Uh, my boys probably would. Um, my little one has an aversion to anything healthy. <laughs> Have you? Uh, you don't like that when I say that. No. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Do you have Aww. a? Aww. Come on. I'll be there. I'll be there soon. We won't take much longer. We promise. <laughs> We're nearly done. Go on. You must go. It's very late. Do you have a dehydrator at all? <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Um, we can pause if you need to. Sorry, she's. Uh, I can't hear you because she's. Dad's trying to take her away. That's okay. It's way past her bedtime. If you need to pause, you can. Okay, it's right. He's taken it now. Okay. Um, I I thought it'd be really nice to be able to make something like a um a soft wrap you know like i don't mm-hmm. know like a chimichanga or, yep. or something like, like that chimichanga. for them yeah but um i don't know <laughs> okay that's all right i've got some ideas for that too because you can use coconut flour and egg whites and make a really nice tortilla with that oh really yeah um and you can deep fry them if you want to or, or just fry them in a little bit of um, coconut oil 
ghee. Yeah, we're um, not much. Fr- we're not big on frying. Here, yeah, so. I I usually do just like small amount in a frying pan and um, fry them both. Like even wait till they're day old because then they're nice and dry, and oh, okay. um, fry them both sides in coconut oil. And then you've got the crunchy shell for a tostada, if you like tostadas, which is quite fun for kids because you can just put out all the fillings on the table and they can layer in what they like and hopefully you can get some veggies in there too. Um, So we'll do things like refried beans, um, savoury mints, um, shredded lettuce, tomato, salsa, sour cream, cheese. Um, So you do all the layers on top of the tostada and then you can either do mini ones and just pick them up and eat them like that or you can cut them with a knife and fork. So that's a fun thing. Or if you want it soft, you can do the wrap idea with the same recipe. Okay, that Uh, sounds great. You Mm. can also do plantain chips, which work really, really well as a nachos replacement, which is just the Okay, I haven't been able to find plantains here. Um, Are you in Canberra? Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, in Sydney, in Sydney they are available. We're in the nation's capital, so therefore we don't get anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're forgotten on everything. You know, you you probably could find them in Asian shops if you you have any around. I do see them. Yeah, we do have a lot of Asian shops. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't seen them when I've been in there, but I'll just keep. Looking. Do you I'm, buy I'm them sure fresh, Fuad? Somebody will say, I'm from Canberra and they're here, but yeah. Them. Have you, do you buy them fresh, Fuad? Yeah, yeah. They're, I haven't ever seen them here. here. But maybe at markets and I just haven't noticed. Yeah, they're Because the they're like the bananas. They look like bananas. Yeah, they're very starchy, aren't they? There's a yeah. There's a lot of variety. They actually do um, ripen up and they go yellow and spotty and black and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But they sell them in the you know green, mm-hmm. and they're usually thicker than normal potatoes. Sorry, uh, <laughs> bananas, normal <sorry>. bananas. <laughs> and um, you you just use them yeah at that point when they're green. And okay, yeah. when you when you cut them, you just cut them in like. Uh, Cylinders, you can just cut them a bit diagonally so you can give them a bit more surface area. And then you just fry them in a little bit of coconut oil or a lot of coconut oil. You can deep fry in, in the coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And it only takes a minute and they crisp up very, very quickly. Okay, you just take them off. Good. Yeah. Right, I'll have to keep my eye out. Yeah. They're uh, delicious. And you can sweet. also make uh, like little tortillas. Like not tortillas. What do you call them, Joe? You can sort of squish them down and fry them in the frying pan, and um, they can they can crisp up like in like a tostada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sweet potato chips, things like that. But they, I find them a little bit tricky to fry to get the right texture. Um, you know, like they'll be too soft and then suddenly they're burnt. Do you find that? <laughs> yeah, sweet sweet potatoes difficult. Beetroot's easier. Is it? Okay. I find, be true. yeah. yeah or, that... But the easiest of all is taro. Yes. Yeah, that's very that's really really good. Uh, taro fries up very quickly. Uh, the only problem is usually around here it's around nine dollars a kilo from oh, wow. where I buy. Yes, it's really They're easy expensive. to grow. I've grown them before. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you go. But um, what about brushing them with oil and baking them? The taro. Mm. Yeah, I guess that would work. But, like, if you're using a good oil and it's not too hot, then you don't really worry about it. Yeah, just trying to think what would be easiest. Yeah, (laughs) it's just because kids just inhale them. Yeah, so you kind of have to to fry them to do enough. Baked wouldn't probably get enough. Yeah, they do inhale, don't they? Anything crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
I think, you know, it's just a, instead of just immediately putting them on, say, cabbage nachos <laughs> instead of corn nachos might be a bit too aggressive for them. And yeah, it might be. Just moving to like a, a root vegetable would, yeah. would be a good idea. Like, you know, they're always way better than grains, always. You know, so if you had the option between having a fried potato or a fried corn chip, I'd always go for the potato. And yeah. um, so, yeah, you can sort of base your decisions on that like you don't want to refine food as whole as possible and if it's you know all you need to do is fry it and it's mm. definitely better than a processed corn yeah yeah definitely all right well because I... that's what we're looking in the whole that sort of whole food foods whole 30 type plan mm. oh, yeah, trying to slowly get the well, kids into it <laughs> yeah so you're thinking of going more towards um is that the paleo one the whole 30 yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. It's a great yeah. book, that one. It's a bit stricter than paleo, I think, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. It's a bit, um, bit, even a little bit like gaps. At, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, so I was sort of looking at that too because um, I think I'm getting, uh, I've got psoriasis, so it's getting into my joints. Oh, yeah. So I'm uh-huh. thinking maybe something a little, yep. a little bit less inflammatory would be good. Lots of broth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They have a lot of broth in the whole thirty too, don't they? They do. Broths and They're fermented very big on the foods. Broth. Yeah. It's very big on it. Very healing. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. It's another one of those things of uh, just feeling a bit daunted by it all. So oh, broth is so easy. Honestly, you got a slow cooker? <laughs> I do. I have two. Oh, so. you're, you're you're all set up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go to the butchers and get the bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've made the broth before, okay. and uh, it, I've made it a few times, but. Um, as I said, I think summer too. I get a bit lazy, and I don't. Yeah, summer. Don't do it. Yeah, I had. So a I was fr- trying to get the kids to do. I was trying to get them to drink it. Yeah. Um, as long as it went, tastes like chicken soup, I usually find it's okay. I think I made. I've made the beef ones, and they. That's a bit. One more liked it, but the other two are like we're not. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit harder to stomach at first. I think. Yeah, it's yeah, um, full on. I'd rather. I'd start the kids with chicken, and I use like a whole chicken. And then take the meat out when it's soft, and just keep cooking the bones a bit longer with veggies in there, and it just tastes like chicken soup broth okay. juice. You know, it's delicious. It is chicken soup. Well, it is chicken soup, but if sometimes when people do just the carcass, it doesn't taste very nice. Okay. But if you cook some meat and veggies in there and then scoop them out, you get all the flavours of chicken soup. Some nice feet. Yeah, get some feet. <laughs> Just don't show the kids. <laughs> there is no way Isaac would have the broth if he saw feet in it. <laughs> I've eaten chicken feet. Yeah, I have too. It's quite yum. Yeah, they're not yeah, that bad. Gelatinous. Yeah. <laughs> Kids might not. These like ones were nice and crispy and crunchy. It was so oh, there you go. And where was that? Uh, I was in London at a um, one of the ladies I work with. She took us for a um, proper Chinese uh, meal. Chinese meal. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So um, it was it was divine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I think I have some ideas. I feel like I need to let you go because you've got kids that need to go to bed. Um, but do you have any more questions for us before we go? Uh, no, no, I think I've been, uh, every time I try and think of something, I go, oh, no, I don't know. That's, that's all right. Terrible, no, that's I, okay. I I've got distracted. some ideas. I've got I think some I, ideas. 
try and think of too many things and then get overwhelmed and then just don't think of anything. Yeah, I know that <laughs> Does that feeling. that make sense? Yeah, it t- totally makes sense. It's it's um, story of my life. I go, oh, there's too much on my mind. I'll just go bake a cake. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have Trello, Joe. You're using I have Trello. Trello. Yes, I'm using Trello. There you go. <laughs> got me onto Trello, which helps me organise myself. What's Trello? It's an online, um, like a list thing where you can – just just Google Trello.com, I think it's .com, and okay. um, it will tell you. But you can get all your lists and all your priorities and all your to-do and done and backlog and all that, and it's all there. And <laughs> does that sound? Does that sound? That like, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it has helped. There you go. All right. Well, can you think of anything else, Fuad, that um, any more great advice? Um, no, but if I if I do, I'll make sure I'll post it on, in the Quirky Cooking uh, Facebook group and I'll yeah, uh, tag Melissa. Yes. Great. Thank yeah. you. No oh, worries. one more thing. I've just thought of something. Okay, good. A Mexican dessert. Ah, okay. Well, I must admit my Mexican desserts were always panucci, which I cannot eat anymore because it's just pretty much brown sugar. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, sure. So I've never actually had a Mexican dessert, so I don't. Well, they I don't even to know tell I the like truth, they mostly, you know, it was mostly fruit and stuff when we were there. But um, nowadays, it's so westernised, it's just lollies. But oh, okay. <laughs> but um, right. churros. Well, you, we can forget that then. No, I, just thought, I wonder if they do desserts. Well, well, you can, yeah, because one of the ones that um, you know you can get the churros and you dip it in the melted chocolate. Have you ever had that? Uh, well, no, it's gluten. Okay. Well, my mum used to make a very similar one um, and it was – so it's basically like a pancake batter and you just pipe it into hot oil and fry it. Um, so we called it funnel cakes, which was the Texas version, and um, pancake batter is easy to make gluten-free and, you know, you can use your – your starches and things to get that really light batter that you can fry. So I'm sure there's something we could do there. Okay. What do you think, Fuad? Yeah, that sounds good. I think also may, uh, from memory they have remembered seeing some kind of Mexican creme caramel of some sort. Ah, and yeah. I do have a, I do have that coconut caramel custard which could easily be made into something like that. There you oh. go, like a like a flan or yeah, that would be yeah. really good. So if you after a dessert, that would be better because then you've got the high fat, low carb. Yeah, you can just put all the eggs and the cream in there, mm. and uh, use like a sugar replacement if you use like xylitol or something. So you what, can. What have... sugars do you usually use, Melissa? Uh, I, I try to avoid the replacers. So if I do use a sugar, I'll use the um, the coconut. Yep, coconut sugar uh, works. Blue GI one or the yep. Rapidera. Yep. They work, um, both, both work well in caramel. Yeah. Mm. For the caramel, that's good. Like in the flan, you can even use a bit of stevia mm. just to lower the sugar load in the actual yeah. creme caramel. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a natural sugar replacement and good for you. Yeah. As long as, like I generally use the, um, the green dehydrated leaves ground up, not the white processed one. Yeah, because yeah, I just remember hearing that the, because I started using it, but then I read somewhere about it being highly processed and no good, so I just gave it away. Well, the one I think at the shops, they do mix it with, um, not xylitol, what's the other sugar alcohol? Natvia. Uh, is it Natvia? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Natvia is stevia plus erythritol. 
from yeah. memory. And uh, erythritol is a sugar alcohol, and a lot of people have digestive problems by having those sugar alcohols. Mm. Uh, the, you know, if you have too much, you get the runs, or some people get stomach cramps and yeah. things like that. But it builds yeah, up the I tolerance. Think from memory, one of my boys was getting stomach cramps, and I was. And then I yeah. read about it and I was like, oh, no, it must yeah. be that. Yeah. yeah, it's the erythritol in, the, in there that's causing the problem, not the stevia. Okay, all right. Yeah. But, yeah, what I often do with stevia is um, only, only use like a quarter of a teaspoon and then yeah. half the yeah. amount of the other sweetener that you would usually use. So it just kind of boosts it a little without yeah. giving it that bitter taste. And and the green stevia is not bitter like the white okay. one. And will you just get that from the health food store? Yeah. 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 It's just good to lower the sugar load. <coughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if it doesn't affect the, the, you know, the end result and you're safe, then you <coughs> may as well do it. Mm. Okay. Well, that's right. lots of ideas for me to go away and work on. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I'll – very exciting. Yeah, I'll get back to you on the email um, as I go to make sure that I'm on the right track and we'll we'll get that done. Oh, we'll be happy with anything you do, Joe. <laughs> It'll all be great. Oh, it's all good fun. <laughs> all right. Well, it was lovely to meet you, Melissa. Yes, you too. And hopefully... You'll have to come to Canberra. Well, um, I actually can't tell you when, but I am going to be coming to Why Canberra. Why would you go to Canberra if there's no plantains there? <laughs> what reason would you have to go? <laughs> yes. Well, this is true. <laughs> well, I haven't eaten plantains before, so I won't miss them. So I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure I'll pick a couple for you when you when you come to Sydney, Joe. Okay, thanks, because I want to uh, try them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, I should do a plantain delivery business by the sound. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Plantain chips. Yeah, I'll start plugging plantains on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I have a plantain empire. That's right. Before you know it. You could just start um, at plantain. It's a whole business for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh. Start making healthy plantain chips. Yeah, that's it. There you awesome. go. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Quirky plantains. Awesome. We'll do it under. Yeah, let's do that, Joe. You're always coming up with new ideas more, for me. I'm busy enough. More ideas for us. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sure. Melissa, and thank you, Fuad. And Thanks, um, everybody who's listening, we will make sure that we let you know as soon as there is some recipes up on the blog um, for Melissa. Yahoo. <laughs> Melissa, nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, and Joe. Thanks, thank Joe. Bye. And I hope everyone enjoyed that and got some great ideas from the episode today. If you've got any questions or comments for us, you can go to our Facebook pages, Quirky Cooking and the Food Blog, or you can email us via our blogs, Quirky Cooking and the Food Blog. Thanks again, everyone. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.